Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. My grandmother. And you're so close to your grandmother. So close. My grand. I have a very small family. My parents each have only one sibling. Right. And my my mother's sister um, lived always like around the corner or short nearby. And my grandmother lived around the Pearl. And my grandmother um, lived um, near them. And then when they moved to Long Island, she lived with them. And then when my aunt died, she came and lived with us. And um, I was very close to her. She was like four foot two and she was like 90 pounds and she was, she was widowed at 60. Bless you. Shit. Yeah. And was like a little old lady for 30 years after I that. I know. Once they widowed. Right. And 60 was old then. I know. My mother, you know, I, my mother, my father died. My mother's out meeting people and doing stuff and everything. My grandmother was like a little old lady and she sit on the chair crocheting for 30 years. And like, what me. I'll make you a yarmulke. Okay. She wasn't that, but she was. Okay. She was funny, but right. she just was. And um, so I, 
I was living um, with some roommates in New York or in Jersey City, actually. And I go home to visit and my grandmother's sitting on her little upholstered rocker from J.C. Penney's. And I'm sitting on the floor facing her, and she's like, "Who are these? Who are these boys you're living with now?" And I said the name. She goes, "Oh, are they Jewish?" What were they? And I said, <laughs> "I love your grandma." And I said, "No." And she goes, "Oh." And then she kept going. She goes, "Do they, do they have girlfriends?" And I said, "No." And she goes, "Are they gay?" And I said, "Yeah." And she goes, "Oh, well, then you'll be that way too." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, someone like going to this." So and, you didn't say anything? No, no. So, so. I, I must have something like I started to tell her. I can't remember exactly the words. Like, well, would that be so bad? And and um, she um, she goes she goes. Well, I figured that was the case, so I made up my mind I was going to ask you. And then I said, well, how do you, how do you feel? She goes, well, it's a shock. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, oh, really I figured that it was it's a shock. And um, so. So then she was great. So she goes, well, you'll be happy. You'll find someone and you'll be happy that way. And I'm like, okay. And um, my, I'm telling her, but she's getting like kind of upset. Like, like not like crying or everything. And my mother and father are in the kitchen behind her, the room, her room listening. Okay. And my mother comes in and stands behind my grandmother. My grandmother doesn't know she's there. My grandmother's a little hard of hearing. And my mother is mouthing to me, you shouldn't have told her. You shouldn't have told her. I don't get out of here. Get out of here. So my mother leaves the room trying to calm my grandmother down. And the phone rings. And my mother picks it up and I can hear that it's my brother. And I'm talking to my grandmother and all I hear out of nowhere is, he can't come to the phone. He's telling grandma that he's gay. <laughs> and I had never told my brother. <laughs> so, oh my, uh, yeah, whatever. So my grandmother, she was very fine um, eventually, but for the first, you know, I'd call her almost every day and go, "Hi, grandma, how are you? How do you think I am?" <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> so my she goes, "What are you? What are you doing? What do you think I'm doing?" I'm like, "I don't know. What you know? What, are, you, are you crocheting? Are you reading? I'm just thinking." I'm like, "Oh, what are you thinking about? What do you think I'm thinking about?" <laughs> So then I would come home and she, um, you know, she was, she had, had broken her hip. She used a walker and I would like help her into bed. And she says to me, um, so you, you don't like a girl to get married. You're like a boy. And I said, yeah. And she said, well, then that'll be your life and you'll be happy that way. And I'm like, okay, like totally relief. Right. And then she goes, but what can you do? And I'm like, oh, God. Um, and I said, well, Grandma, it's not about that. It's who right. you love and who you care right. about. She said, yes, 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 but what can you do? It's not like with a girl. And she kept going there right. and going there and Did going there. And finally I said, well, I have two hands. Right. And she goes, so what do you just jerk each other off? <laughs> And I'm like, Grandma, and I was laughing, and she, and then she goes, you know, I hear that some of the boys use the behind. <laughs> and I was like, you know, that's like really, really want to fucking kill yourself. Yeah. And um, so then it turned super sweet because she would always, you know, I never felt like she didn't love me, and she totally knew what I was gay, and she met my friends, and she loved them, and but then whenever I went somewhere, and there was 
you know, a party. It's just, what were there girls at the party? You know, like right. really hoping that, right, that all the you sudden, know, and, yeah. and I, one of my best friends was, was a woman. She's like, oh, have you seen so-and-so? Right. And then, um, so like she got that I was gay, but I think she didn't really understand. She's worried that, you know, she told my mother she's worried I was going to become a prostitute and all this <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is it. So my parents did you had, tell her about the white tux. The I did not. And I did not. After your no, I didn't tell her that. And did you ever sing during the blowjob of the? I like, sang. Oh, for, I sang for this the blowjobs. Great. <laughs> I'm gonna come. I'm coming right now. Here I come. Here. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, it's lucky that the um the the tux was like machine washable. I have to say. <laughs> Well, like you know, in the in the dirt behind the behind the uh, there was no hey, train car. I noticed on your tux there was that the knees uh, have dirt on them. Were you uh, were you doing something I'm, on your knees? Yes. Were you blowing someone behind I was singing the Nanny. What is going on? And, <laughs> I'm going to bring this to the dry cleaner. My um, my grandmother. So my mother had gone to the P flag meeting, like to be totally Wait, supportive. So your mother. So you're gr- in in the story in the video story. Uh, you give her a book to read. Right. So my mother had been to the P flag meeting. Right. So and the P flag had this book called um, "Now That You Know," which they recommended for parents. So my mother said you should get that book for your grandmother. Now, were you? I mean, you you must have been thrilled when your mother was like, "I'm going to P flag." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because my mother was like, you, "This is why I'm depressed." <laughs> And I was like, Mom, this is not why you're depressed. No, so she went to P Flag, and she. I think she only. I think they only went once or twice to just sort of like they thought that that was important. But so I bought my grandmother this book, and I leave it with her, and I go back to the city, and I come back, you know, a week later, and I'm talking to her, and it's on her her table, and it's obviously been opened, and I said, um, Grandma, did did you read that book? And she goes, Yes, it's disgusting. And I was like, oh, my God, well, you know, what a, and I said, oh, disgusting. And she goes, yes, it's disgusting. It says that some of the parents don't love their children anymore. Oh. And of course, I like burst into tears. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my grandmother's great. She that, was super great. That is the greatest. Yeah. You're, you have a really good coming out story for yeah. the period of time yeah. that came out. I had my mother, someone slipped in front of my mother. And, uh. Then they left, and I closed the door, and she was like, I knew it! And, you know, it was great. I mean, this yeah. is why I'm depressed. I it said, could've... Mom, I'm the happiest one of your kids. <laughs> so, no. Well, um, are, is your family depressed? Oh, the depression and the, anxi- the anxiety yeah. and depression, the genetic. People don't realize I... it is fucking... Genetic, it's also it's in your it's fucked up. Yeah, I have I have it's an illness. My parents each have one sibling, and I both had children who committed suicide. (gasps) So that is so sad. Yeah, so like you know, and I've had horrible depression, and my brother has depression. Yeah, awful. Uh, one was 17, and one was 21 or 22. No way, yeah, boy and a boy. No, uh, uh. A girl and a boy. The 17-year-old girl? Yeah. Was it shocking? Of course it was shocking. I mean, you know, I mean, I know that I was young, you know, but she had, um, you know, I knew that her her father had died the year before, and I knew that she had been some emotional stuff, but I didn't really understand it. 
Uh, so her, the mother lost her husband and her daughter. Right. And then she died and my other cousin had lost his whole family. It was totally fucked up. Okay. This is... Yeah, now we're getting into... This isn't even a... This is sort of like... This is not appropriate for a, for a, okay. for a podcast called Kill Me Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too... But, um, Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. You um, mentioned a family trip too. I read about a family trip you took with your parents. Oh, that was that was one of the that was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. My father, my parents had never how old, been. How old are you there? In my thirties. Okay. My parents had never been out of the country, mm-hmm. and um, they booked this trip to London and Paris for their forty whatever anniversary okay. and then my father got a kidney stone so they had to cancel it <laughs> <laughs> but they but they um they insured the trip okay bell. and um and um but they kept putting it off because something kept coming up and then finally my father was diagnosed with Pick's disease which is kind of a dementia okay it's it's kind of this is the most depressing. I know, okay. but it was yeah. it was it was a really so right. so my mother said, "Oh, we better go on that trip or now, yeah." Before. But she was nervous to go with him by herself. And so I went with them. And my father was the sweetest man. He was such a good guy. Everyone liked him. He and you know, when people my friend said this to me at the time that when people get those diseases, they kind of become more themselves. So he just he, you know, no, he was, 
he was just sweet. He was right. just like, he was like a sweet little boy. And um, he, you know, so some people get dementia and they get really, really nasty yeah. or, you know, but he, um, he would just, he would bite his finger and cause he couldn't express his emotion and he didn't, and he would shake at times. And he would do this to my mother's friend, Claire, who Claire what? Claire Wolfson. And um Claire Wolfson. Ah! When we, we were kids, but she would call my mother and my mother would say, Who is it? Me dog go, ah! And <laughs> the dog would join in and my father and my mother would be like, shh, 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 shh. Like she didn't you know that we did that every single time she called for 20 years. <laughs> and um so my father would get really agitated about her. Right. And my mother, my mother said, why do you do that? And he goes, I don't like her. <laughs> and, and so my mother comes back from the neurologist and my father asking him, and she goes, he said, well, that maybe he never liked her. And my brother and I are like, we've known for 20 years. He can't stand her, but he never said anything to my mother. So it was just really funny. Anyway, so we go to Europe and um, we go to, you know, it's kind of hard to know like what he's taking in and what he, you know, he li- he likes pretty, you know, pretty things. I mean, we can't go to anything Is that's... Is he verbal? He's not so verbal, okay. like very one-word answers okay. and stuff. Um, he nods a lot. And, um, you know, Paris, we, you know, but it was stressful because my mom was stressed and she made everything stressed. Like she, she couldn't, you know, she was like the bewildered American. Right. She, like, she got... She ordered salmon at some restaurant in Paris, and it wasn't like the salmon she gets at home. Oh, no. So this is not like the salmon I get. Right. So this is not anything like the salmon I get. So they're like after that. Paris. After that, like we couldn't eat in any place that didn't have an English menu as well, which encoded in Paris is right. like crazy, and um, you know. But we had so it was a chore for me, you know. And but she was like she was funny. Like I got a great material out of it. Um, but then the most amazing thing happened. We went to London and, you know, I didn't get to do a lot of the things that I would have chosen to do. Um, and in London, of course, you go to the theater, but we couldn't really go see anything that was like Shakespeare or right. everything because my father wouldn't get the So we went to see musicals and, and he liked the music and stuff. So we go to see this uh, production of the Buddy Holly story. Mm. And I was like, okay, so we were schlepping across the ocean to see a play about a dead American. And um, and I was like really kind of angry. I just right. been at my limit. And that's what happens. Right. But my father, the music brought him back, you know, because music is like, oh yeah. I used to, and, when I visited my mother, I put yeah. the music and she, and oh, he's sure. sort of like popping along right. to the music. And my mother's like, he's loving it. And then this thing happened where, during the intermission, we go and they're playing, you know, old Buddy Holly, the actual recordings in the, over the speaker. And um, my mother says to him, do you, not, do you know this song? Do you like this song? And he says, they played it at the Nevely, which at is the Nevely. Yeah. Yes. Which for people who don't know, is like it's a resort in the Catskill. Yeah. At the Nevely. And, and my mother re- yeah. and my mother. It was like, you remember going to the Nevely? And it turned out that they were there, um, and she was pregnant. And he, with whom? With my brother. Uh-huh. And he remembered, he remembered things about the weekend that, like, you know, his friend, you know, with Turkey and his friend was 
you know, something about the drumstick, the, the turkey drumstick. And I'm sitting there and he's talking like a real person for the first time in months. This music. Right. Yeah. He said this whole story. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so fucking amazing. And, um, you know, anything wrong with that trip was totally done, you know, wiped away because right. this moment. And it was, you know, great. It's like the last time I saw him in a way. Right. Um, and then we went back for the second act and I, afterwards, you know, it's just been a long day and he right. didn't, he didn't rally again. Right. But that was the most amazing That's thing ever. And then how soon after did he die? Um, I don't know. It's only like two and a half years, the whole course of the, uh-huh. geez, which is great. Is when it's P-I-X? No, P-I-C-K-S. And it's sort of like, it's kind of like Alzheimer's, but it's also like Parkinson's in right. a way. And um, it's they're kind of related. like, it kind of ends like ALS. Yeah. You know, so. It's, it's just, they're all related. Someone's got to fucking find a cure. I know, I know. And then charge us a zillion dollars for it. Um, Let's talk about something happy. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what you, after college. After uh, college. You know, you're living with these guys. You're in your 30s. Yeah. You, you don't start really doing stand-up till what year? No, I was terrified. Right. You went Ter- once. I went. You took a class. And then you. I took um, Scott Blakeman's class. Right. And at then the, you would, um, at the new school. And then you would go on, he would put people on stage for three minutes in between the regular In between acts. regular acts. And you and did And I it. was so, because from the time someone had ever suggested it to me, because I'd never thought of it. Well, I, because someone in a class you were doing said, you're funny, you should be a stand-up. Is that correct? I was telling a story on the beach to a bunch of people, um, and people kept saying, oh, Eddie, that's great. And, you know, John, come here, come here. Eddie, tell him the story. you got to hear right. the story. And I, and some woman in my class said, you should be a stand-up comic. And I was like, whatever. And um, so I took the class because I had no idea. What year was this? Um, I'm saying like 1994, okay. I don't know, whatever. Um, I took the class and, you know, I'd been on stage a million times, but I was so sick to my stomach the first right. time I did stand-up. It was just so awful. And I did it, and I was like, okay, that's my bucket list, you know. And then the next weekend, I agreed to go bungee jumping because I knew that it wouldn't be as scary, <laughs> which was fucking terrifying. And, um... Guess who hey, da 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 And Lucy's here. here. Okay. And, um... And then I didn't do it Put again. The mic I didn't do it again for a year, and then I did it like three, four times that year. And then I just did it half-assed for a long time until um, until two thousand one, when um, I got offered to go with uh, Bob and Danny and Jaffe Bob's to Funny Game Males in Provincetown. Danny, Mick Williams and Jeff. And um, we did Promise Town for a right, bunch so of years. Right, so you were doing, you got into funny gay males. Yeah. And you were really good friends with Bob. You dated Bob for like for a minute. like a, an evening. Right. <laughs> um, and then you were best friends. I mean, you yeah. were really. Yeah, he was, he was one so of the people like he, like the first time he, um, I was thinking, you know, he had been writing books and I said, oh, I have an idea. I should, and he said. You know, I said I couldn't never write a book, but I would like think I could write like a TV show if I could find right. someone to. And I was thinking about friends. He goes, "How come you don't want to write with me?" And I was like, "Well, because you already do that. You don't need me." And and he said, "No, no, no." And it turned out we clicked really well. Um, and you know, I think finding someone to collaborate with creatively is harder 
than finding oh, someone to marry. Right. And, you know, we just clicked. And also, being with the other two guys in Funny Game Males, we both had had this kind of profound experience of being the adult in the group. Oh, yeah, because Bob was definitely the adult of Danny and Jackie. Yeah. And, and then I was, and then Bob came in. Right. Um, and, no, so it was great. And he was really supportive of my stand-up, and he, he got me to write. That grandmother story was the first thing I'd ever written since college. He had such a great writing work ethic. And I know, I wish I could. um, He got up every morning, made coffee, and wrote. And just. Even with ALS, with one finger on the typing on the iPad. Fucking book Treehab, which is. And that other novel that hasn't been. been That's coming out. Yeah. Um, Plus, we worked on that screenplay, right? And we worked on and some now, other who stuff. Who are you working with who? On a book? Um, um, I don't know, Miss uh, Judy Gold. Judy, Judy, Judy. Uh, Eddie. Yes. Um, we're running out of time, oh, which I'm is sick so over annoying it. because I can sit here and talk to you for another hour and a half. Um, I uh, first of all, I find you. You're hilarious. Like yeah. that, um, you have a joke, <laughs> the autism joke. Well, that's not even a joke. That's just something my right. mother said. Something, and that's how I would write it. Right, right. My mother would say, but can you just tell them? So my mother, she she always called me, into, she goes to a million doctors now, and she always she always goes into the things she learned, not about her medical. I'll say, how was your doctor's visit? She goes, oh, it was very nice. He's such a nice guy. You know, and then she always tells me, like, oh, his granddaughter's doing stand-up, or his son oh, is gay, that. or something. But then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, he's such a nice man. His grandson has autism. And I said, oh my gosh, that's awful. And she says, well, that's the big thing now. <laughs> Like it's a like it's a Such style a choice. It's a style choice. I'm like, yeah, in your day it was polio, and now it's now it's. But my mother used to always be like, "Well, that's what they're wearing now." I'm like, "Who's they?" <laughs> and why maybe, is it maybe, she, my maybe, size? maybe she was ahead of her time. She's referring to some transgender person. Yeah, they. She. <laughs> I, I have that joke about you know my mother that I had found, you know, found this photo of her and her grandfather, and I said, oh, your grandfather was so fat, and she... That was the style. Yeah. And she said, well, Judith, that was the style. <laughs> really, what's that coming back in style? Oh, yeah. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Eddie, so I... Will you come back? Because I have so I would much love to more come to back. talk to I'd you about. But back. I really wanted to talk yeah. about... You know, being, you know, coming out and being who you are on stage. and, and Well, that's I, the thing I, about stand-up is, you know, it's all about about being, being who you are. Because otherwise, you could, they could go see someone else. Exactly. And, 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 you know, Bob was really a such a pioneer. <laughs> pioneer. I mean, you know, they had, you know, there was Frank Maya. And, right, right. You know, there, uh, Leah Delaria. Yeah. Suzanne Weston. But Bob was so mainstream right. in a way. 
And the way he presented... He's more like Pete Buttigieg. Right. He is more like, more like Pete Buttigieg. But he, he, he made it so palatable. He was, you know, he would come out on stage. You right, know, right. He looked like the guy my, next door. Yeah. The one, which one? He's like the guy. I said he was like the boy he next door. He was like Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. And, and, and he would do his act. Everyone's laughing. Then he would just throw something in. You know, oh, I told my family I was gay. Right, right. Uh, at Thanksgiving, I said to my mother, could you please pass the gravy to a homosexual? And she gave it, she to, my it to my father. <laughs> a terrible scene ensued. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and Joan Rivers said, isn't Joan the one who told him to say he passed it to my, she, she passed it I think so. Yeah. I think so. She was um, lovely to him. She, she was lovely. She, I, I can't. I loved her so much. Um, and, you know, here's Bob being who he is and being fearless. Yeah. And, and being sort of so non-threatening about it. Right, it right. like, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay. And he was so brave. It was the middle of the AIDS crisis in here. And then... Well, I asked him, how did you... You know, because I could never have done stand-up when I was 20-something. And he started when he was right out of college. And I thought, oh, my God, that's so brave. And he said, I came to New York and everyone was dying. And I thought, I better do what I want to do because who knows if I'll be here tomorrow. And that turned out to be very... Um, Prophetic. Yeah. Yeah. And prescient. Prescient. That was the uh, word I was looking oh, for. All right. Yeah. Um, Elisa, you can't sit and talk while I'm, we're talking about Bob's death. Yeah. And, and it's really hard to get laughs with that. <laughs> but, you know, I want to dedicate this to him because he really was the first Al gay person on The Tonight Show. The HBO special. HBO special. Um, just... He was amazing, and yeah. you know because of him, I know you. And you know he left a big hole in my heart and your yeah. heart. Um, One of the saddest things is that you know before he died, he had his last book come out, and we wanted to promote it. And so we, I when I had my book, I had set up stand up shows because it was easier to get people to come to see stand up than to come to a book reading. And so we set up shows for his book, but he couldn't talk. So I would do his material. And I like, I'm so sad that he's not here to do his material because some of those jokes are so great. And he told me to do them. I thought, yeah, Bob, then I'll be known as the guy who took the poor dead guy with the ALS's material. And they'll think I'm the biggest asshole. We should do a night of Bob's comedy and raise some money. That would be great. That would be great. I could do some money. You know, I could do his act really well. Like the, um, (laughs) Like the book, the book he wrote when he was a kid. Oh, the that dinosaur. was big. The dinosaur bridge. Yeah. The yeah. It, do yourself a favor and look up Bob Smith. Yeah, you can, um, his HBO on, special is on demand. You and, can yeah, watch that. He, he was uh, it's so smart and just uh, the loveliest person. You know, forgetful. Um, like, didn't like doing any paperwork. Oh, my gosh. Talk about the phone bill. The worst. Uh, the worst. It was like, Bob, I'm like, Bob, did you mail that thing? Yeah, and he's such a fucking liar. <laughs> I love he was, he was. You know, my one of his was like, even when he had ALS, yes. and he, um, you know, he hated the Republicans. He just like yeah. hated. All, and oh my god, if he was here with Trump, he oh, would be. Like, yeah. And he, um, he had, he was sick, and he couldn't talk, and he couldn't really use his hands, but he could still walk. And at the, um, some guy was like preaching like right. this Jesus damnation and stuff. And Bob just went over and started kicking him. 
and Pierre is like, oh, he's sick, he's sick. But it was just so great that he had, lic- he he had license to do yeah. that. So, Eddie, we ask, uh, I ask, you know, all my guests two questions. One okay. is, because we're very pro-mental health, if you're on or have ever been on antidepressants. Yes, would you like one? What are you on? Um, pro. The, uh, I take uh, um, citalopram. Which is like it's not the brand name because right. my insurance. Yeah, it's, I think it's like like Selexa. Elisa, what's the Talipram? I don't know. I think it's Selexa. And I take Lamotrigine, yeah. which is like the Lamictal. Oh yeah, I was on that. Yeah, you yeah. have to be careful. Don't get the rash because then you go no, to the hospital. I'm not and, on that anymore. And um, I take Adderall because right. my I was. Oh, I'm on Ritalin. Yeah. Like yeah, it's fine. I mean, yeah. you know, I. I don't like, like, I much prefer stimulants than, right. like, I don't like booze or yeah. pot, um, um, which was yeah, hard with Bob because it was always, like, him I and Jaffy did, he gets stoned all the time. Um, um, and, yeah. And, and, uh, and you, you came here from therapy, so we're, you know, we're very pro-mental um, Also, it is called Kill Me Now because I'm always aggravated about something. Right. <laughs> what pisses you off more than anything? Like, makes you fucking, like, you can't, like, oh God, I just, have to say, like, yesterday, thing. I mean, I do a lot of subway things, but, you know, like, yesterday, I was going into the subway, because I was teaching, and there was a fucking guy standing, just standing at the top of the stairwell, talking to his friends, like, so I couldn't even get, couldn't get in, past. and they're like, come on, man, move, come on, man, move, and I'm like, they're kids, you know, they're like, and I'm just like, move, like, just fucking, like, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't. I was like, can you move? It's just, I don't want to have to do that. And then yesterday also, I was riding my bike, okay? And I'm going in between cars on Broadway. Right. Because they're trying, you know, they're close to the curb. I'm in the bike lane. And some guy comes and he's riding his bike in the opposite direction, okay? So he's riding, riding. Against traffic. Uh, right. On the, on, and I'm coming towards him. And. He stops and he's like, "Come on, let's go!" And I'm like, "Fuck you! You're going the wrong fucking way, you fucking asshole!" Okay. Do you feel better now? Yeah. Oh, that's what pisses you off? Uh, and I called him a cocksucker and everything because he was like, "Just move, bitch!" And I'm like, "Fuck you!" You know, and it's like I never get satisfaction. Well, I think somebody's healthier to just explode and get yeah. it over with rather than you know having right. it fuck up your whole day. Um, what pisses me off? Like, I try to get pissed off by little things. Like, whenever I get something pisses me off or something bad happens, I'm, like, after Bob, I'm like, okay, well, it's not ALS. It's just, you know, a late check or something. Um, I get, I fucking hate, first of all, I fucking hate all, I'm very love science and nature. So whenever I read about something that's really amazing, something Mm -hmm. fabulous, you know, this animal that, and then there's, like, two of them left. They're highly endangered. I just want to fucking shoot somebody. Um, And the, the thing I hate is I hate people who are, like, completely transactional. Like, like, it's like, you know, they won't... They're always worried about what, what they're going to get out of right. it, what you're yes. going to do for yes. them. How, you know? they, how they're benefiting from it. Yeah. You know, like... You know, you do what you do the right things, and when you when you thing. when you can, and exactly. you don't worry about exactly you know that what you're getting. I, you know, as you talk about this, when I see people litter, like I literally want to get, I want to grab their them by the fucking hair if they have it, 
and be like, pick that shit up. Like, who the fuck are you to throw garbage? Right. On well, this, the, you know. The worst thing, though, I found is not is not when not because you don't want to start a team. But I started now. If I see somebody litter on the street, I'm just like, come on, there's a. Right. There's, ba- there's a barrel at every corner. You, you can't. can ask Elisa. I'll like pull up next to the car and be like, you just you littered. And they're like, fuck you, bitch. Oh, we was upset, Lucy. 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 Um, or okay. pe- people that are mean to animals. Oh, Lucy. that's Lucy. Eddie, I, we have so much more to talk about. Yeah. I want to thank you for being oh, here today. Oh, pleasure. Uh, In your kitchen. I love it. Um, it's very glamorous. Also, on June 20th, Thursday night, I will be uh, doing a live podcast with Isaac Mizrahi <gasps> at the Daryl Roth Theater. He's a Sephardic Jew. Yes, he's also a Sephardic Jew. Um, you can find me, as you know, uh, at Judy Gold on everything. J-E-W-D-Y. But, Eddie, where can people find you? Where can I'm at um, keeplaughing.com. And you can... Uh, uh, Find clips. You'll find where we're performing. We're performing at a club coming on. Club coming on the twenty third. Twenty third. Yes, and, and he's um, going to be opening for me. That's my gay show. And I'll be um, at the Triad Theater on the 29th. Um, all for Gay Pride, uh, Eddie. I can't thank you enough. Say hello to your husband, Court. I, I will. Love your we didn't talk to him about him at all. I know we have so much more to talk about, but Eddie will be back. Um, I can't thank you enough. I love your grandmother. Your mother's hilarious. Your father's dead. Dead, but hilarious. Do I talk to my brother? Yeah. yeah. My brother's a nice guy. Okay, and you like your brother. Um, Eddie, you're a great friend. I, I I, have to say, I watched you with Bob. You are the most giving. You are the most untransactional person. I know, that's, I ever, that's been to my detriment right, at times. Okay. <laughs> um, but you're hilarious. Yeah. Get his book. Uh, it's called Mental. Mental, Funny in the Head, and hopefully head. my oh. next book will come out before long and, I ever finish uh, it. Yeah, and it will. And you're a delight. And happy Pride. Happy Pride. Be LGBT. Be safe. Be safe. Be careful. Condom. Like, don't fuck it up, okay? Yeah. Move through the AIDS crisis. Uh, lesbians, don't move in right away. It's not going to work out, okay? I'm telling you right now. It doesn't. Give it time. Um, it's happy Pride. Proud to be gay, can't stand Trump. Um, uh, we have to tell the whole thing just fucking fuck talking about it. <laughs> Mike Pence, um, as you wanted to call our show. Mike Pence sucks dick. That's right. And I think we'll end on that. So, as we always say, so long! And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long!